Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I hope that you will sit back and take a few moments to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord would like to say to you today. He is encouraging us and challenging us to not be afraid, but to be strong in the power of His might. Now, let's go to today's podcast. I'd like to greet everyone today and welcome you to today's podcast. This podcast is a little bit different than my normal podcast because I'm going to share something in regards to something that went on in my life when I was first married to my husband and things that we do sometimes because we don't want to appear to be too spiritual or maybe we think we're being overly sensitive. People call us babies or too religious. All the things people say to us when they don't understand where we're coming from as believers, especially in regard to the occult. And of course, our world now is so centered around New Age theory that it has crept into a lot of things in the church that you mention to people because they become offended that you would suggest that they are involved in anything New Age or occult-like. And so today, I'm going to tell you a story about the night that I totally blew off the warning of the Lord. I would especially have you share this message with young people because there is a tremendous draw to the occult and horoscopes. All different kinds of anagrams now are out and these do have occult roots in them because the predictive part of them is just like horoscopes. We're trying to find out information from other sources about ourselves rather than how God formed us and knit us together in our mother's womb. So with that, we're going to get started with this podcast. And I'm going to tell you that um, the night that I did blow off the warning of the Lord, it was just like any other night, but we decided to watch a television program. And so it's not just my opinion that playing close to the edge of occult involvement is a trap and a lure. It's my very deep conviction after having a full-on and horrifying experience when we were young and first married. Steve and I had watched a James Bond 007 show earlier that evening called Live and Let Die. You'll probably remember it. With a lot of harmless, I put that in quotes, voodoo, incantations and curses being put on people. And fun, spies, and they were disturbing graves, and dark evil spirits were attacking them. While we were watching, I had a very quiet but persistent warning inside my heart to stop watching the show. I blew it off, saying to myself that I could handle it. It was just a show, harmless entertainment. After we had gone to bed and had fallen asleep, I was awakened by a loud crashing sound outside of our bedroom door, which was our living room. I turned my head to look in that direction, and standing in the doorframe was a hunched over, very tall, long-haired, naked from the waist up, long-armed, pig-snouted, with a brass ring pierced through it, hairy being. I thought I was maybe dreaming, so I shook my head and rubbed my eyes to see if I was just coming out of a bad dream. Nope, the dark being was still there. My body was paralyzed in fear, and I could not move to wake Steve. I spoke to the hideous creature, and I told it to leave in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. 
and it just laughed at me and began to move into the room and alongside the bed, heading towards me. I said the same words again, and it laughed, saying, You invited me into your home tonight. I have every right to be here. Well, I immediately knew that I had rejected the warning of the Holy Spirit to not watch the show. I was crying in terror and just said, Jesus, please forgive me for ignoring your warning. I repent and apologize for blowing you off. Now at that point, the demonic thing stopped at the foot of the bed and was very agitated. I was no longer paralyzed with fear and then spoke to it again, telling it that I was forgiven by Jesus and that in his name the evil being had to leave our home. It still stood there frustrated and I told it again that the power of Christ and his poured out blood on the cross for my sins cried out against this attack and that it must leave. It started to whimper and walked towards the wall and then walked right through it and left. Immediately, Steve woke up and asked what was the crashing sound. I told him everything that happened. He got up and went out to the living room. On the floor was a weather station type of decoration that we had firmly screwed into our wall. It had somehow ripped itself off the wall, jumped eight inches, and onto our record player. Yes, we had vinyls. Sending the needle across the worship record that we played often every day. Both Steve and I knew at that point that we could never again justify or blow off the warning from the Father. We were called to be worshipers and not to ever allow a strong man from hell into our home. Here are some reasons the scriptures warn against engaging in any form of the occult. We are opening ourselves up to spirits other than God's, and we are not looking to God for guidance but to the occult. We are turning away from true faith in Jesus, and we are disobeying God's word, the Bible. Now, the Israelites often made the same mistake and turned from God, and although God clearly warned them about this, He said in Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, When you enter the land that I, the Lord your God, is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, is a medium, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. That's pretty bold. That's pretty honest. We can't really dance around that one, can we? In Samuel 28, 3-25, it says Saul, Israel's first king, he started out well. He expelled mediums and spiritualists from the land. Then he violated God's word and his own conscience by consulting a medium. And his end was tragic, and that's in 1 Samuel 31, 1-6. New Testament Christians, they turned from sorcery. We really need to let their example serve as an inspiration and a warning 
In Acts 19, 18 through 20, it says many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. That was a lot of money back then. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Now these verses are given to us as warnings. God wants us to learn from the examples he gives in the Bible and to avoid making the same mistakes. He loves us and wants us to turn from anything that will get between us and the safe spiritual life that he offers. Bible verses warning about the mediums and spiritualists go like this in Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritualists. And that would be people who would want to read your palm or maybe play a Ouija board game with you, maybe a Harry Potter book or movie. And then, of course, horoscopes, those in, in star charts, these are all spiritualist things or things that draw us into spiritualism that is from the dark side. Because the word says you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Pretty obvious, isn't it, that God doesn't like this. In Leviticus 20, verse 6, it says, I will set my face against the person who turns to mediums and spiritualists to prostitute himself by following them, and I will cut him off from his people. Isaiah 8.19 says, When men tell you to consult mediums and spiritualists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? So these are the things, these are the scriptures that the Lord has given us. The warnings are there and also the consequences. And I can tell you that ever since then, I have been fully aware of when there's something on television or people want to watch a movie or there's people beginning to talk on a new age level of intellectualism or some of the things they're partaking in for medical practices, um, different kind of exercise programs. And my first thought is if it has to have something to do with the occult, it has to have something to do with freeing your mind so that you can relax or that your body is at peace, these are the lures that the enemy uses to draw us into other gods that say, oh, we're not worshiping the God, we're just doing things with the name of the Lord on it. Well, the Lord doesn't put his name on anything occultic. He never will, because he is the sovereign ultimate strength, the sovereign ultimate king, and he is the voice that speaks to his people. The word talks about those that know the voice of the Lord, the sheep, they know his voice, but the voice of strangers, they will not follow. So I encourage you that during this time in the earth, when the occult practices are literally overwhelming schools, college campuses, exercise regimes, television, movies, videos, the Super Bowl is packed with it these years. Many of the performing artists that are considered popular musicians have sold their souls to demonic activity in order to become wealthy. And this is how it works many times. You make a pact with the devil for fame and fortune and greatness, but there's always a price to pay, and that is that you are captive and held captive. And many times these people can't get out without a tremendous amount of threat against them. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I feel in my spirit, the reason I was to put this on tonight, this, this podcast, is there are some of you who have been saying, 
I need to know if this is really bad for me or if I'm being ridiculous and being too stringent or too rigid. Well, let me tell you something. You can never be too rigid against satanic involvement in your life. And you can never be too stringent against saying, is there anything that I'm opening a door to in my home that can affect my children's sleep, affect my health, affect the safety of our home? Because our homes are to be a place of peace where the presence of God, a sanctuary for God, can reside. To a more personal level, the Word says, Don't you know you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? When Jesus comes into our spirit, when the Spirit of God comes to dwell inside of us, after we surrender and we say, Take that part of my life and use it, that part dictates from the inside out. But if we let our mind get in there and say, I can handle it, I can handle it, it's not that big of a deal, I feel so good, it's good entertainment, my body feels great when I engage in meditation. What kind of meditation? Why do you need to meditate on something that is not bringing the presence of God closer to you, or you closer to the presence of God? Because our flesh doesn't want to be convicted, and our flesh does not like the discipline of getting still or studying the Word of God or resting in His presence and worshiping Him. Not unless we discipline it and train it and grow in His Word so we see the gratitude of how it is the voice that controls and speaks to our spirit, causing us to be at peace and to war against the things of darkness. Now we live in high pressure times and the warfare, it is warfare, it is demonic war against God's people. And the number one thing is fear, anxiety, stress, worry. And then just go ahead and escape for a little while. Watch something on TV. Go ahead, watch some of those movies on Netflix that have some horror scenes or a lot of heavy sex. You can handle it. Or the F words being used a lot and now many other words have become commonplace. But you see, the thing is we can't handle it. Because it gets into our brains, it gets into our minds, it gets into our way of thinking. And it dulls our ability to hear the clear and clean, pure words of the Lord. And if you don't want to walk with Jesus 100% and you want a lukewarm walk, then you're going to be susceptible to demonic activity in your life. And unfortunately, if you have children, you're opening the door to them. And the Lord talked in that one scripture about not to let our children pass through the fire. We are not to offer our children up in sacrifice to demonic activity. And yet a lot of parents go ahead and sacrifice their kids to a lot of occult practices because it's hard to be different. You don't have to be locking the doors and turning the light bulbs out all the time for fear that the devil's coming to get you. But I can tell you this, you do want to shut your door to occult practices and the doors that come through your iPads, your computers, and your television screens. These are the places, these are the entry points that the enemy uses and those out there preparing programming, the majority of them in the world, are all geared towards doing satanic and fearful and, if anything, they like to do shock value, enticing types of programs to bring stimuli and fear. That's how they get better listeners or viewers or people chatting and talking. But their goal is not to bring goodness or peace or safety. Their goal is to get you to come back and be addicted to more or fascinated and this is where that word fascination and magical comes in from we just feel like we're mesmerized and drawn in and we kind of want to know how it works I want to want to know how it ends 
And then before you know it, your mind has been seared, your conscience has been compromised. Then the guilt, and then the shame, and then the hiding. And guess who did that when Adam and Eve engaged with the snake in the garden? And he trapped them and lured them and said, It's not that big of a deal. You can handle it. Did God really say that to you? But once they tasted of evil, they were forever changed. They were forever changed and lost their innocence. And it forever changed mankind. So imagine if how much that sin nature is affecting us. Thank goodness that Jesus came to wash us clean and poured out his life in a horrible sacrifice for us so that we would have a chance to have our minds cleaned. If we are introducing our children to it, imagine the torment and the things passing down to them. So I encourage you now to pray with me. And if it's not you, if you don't have this problem, but you're saying, I agree, I've had experiences like this, or I know what you're talking about. Maybe you have family members, maybe you have children, maybe you have a spouse, maybe you have grandchildren that are engaging in specific kind of occultic things. And you know, a lot of the PlayStation games and different kind of Xbox games, there's a tremendous amount of demonic looking creatures and, and just, you know, a lot of darkness in those games. And yeah, I guess you can handle it, but if you're murdering and killing and having uh, guns shooting and bloodlust all the time, Eventually, is it a game? Is it become a conquering or you become desensitized? And so I encourage you to rethink where your commitment to the Lord is. Do you want to hear the voice of the Lord? Do you want to hear the Lord speaking clearly about the times, about the days, about protecting you, telling you to get in the car and leave now or don't go to that grocery store or don't go down that street? He will lead you like that and protect you. And do you want the Lord to tell you his secrets? You know, he tells them to his servants, but he tells them to those that will spend time in his presence, seeking his voice, seeking to know him more. And so I encourage you, which tastes better, the presence of God and hearing his voice or a temporary high and excitement and a thrill that wears off and then you're buried in guilt or you're, you're harassed by something dark. So I'm just going to pray now and I'm going to ask you just to pray with me or agree with me in prayer for those that you know need, need to be free. Heavenly Father, we come to you. And Father, you say that you roam the earth to and fro with your eye. You look looking all over the earth, searching for those who will serve you, searching for those who will obey you. But Lord, you know all things. You see all things. You hear all things. You are aware of the assignments of darkness against our families, against our children, against our grandchildren, against our spouses, against our brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. And Father, we stand before you now, individually, and ask you for a clean heart. We ask you to wipe the slate clean of anything that we may have engaged in. And first of all, we say we've sinned against you because it's the truth. If we've done these things, we have sinned against you. We have put our eyes upon idols or things that the world calls current and exciting and we think that we're just fitting in as a part of it, or maybe it's not harmless. It looks like everybody else is doing fine. But Lord, you know the condition of each man's heart. And Lord, you know those that are using this as a lure. So Father, we stand before you, and we ask that you would create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Don't cast us away from your presence, O oh Lord. We don't want your Holy Spirit taken from us because we choose 
to listen to other evil spirits or divining spirits. Now, Lord, we say to you, we ask if there's anything in our lives, anything in the lives of our families that they are engaging in or things that we have become accustomed to, that you would show us clearly and concisely, vividly, the things that we have put our hand to that are not from you. Lord, we repent, we apologize, we are ashamed that we would allow even the whisper of a demonic subtlety to enter into our home. We want to be the stewards, good stewards of what you've given us in children and our spouses and our, our grandchildren. So we ask that you would put a barrier between us and the darkness, that conviction would rise up again, that we would heed your voice and not the voice of a stranger. And Lord, your word says whether we turn to the left or turn to the right. There you are, right behind us, a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. And Lord, forgive us for thinking that we don't want to be different or strange in this world, that we don't want to be ridiculed. Father, we are a peculiar people, as you said. You made us and fashioned us to stand out in the dark world. And when we gave our lives to you, we committed that you would be Lord, Savior, King, Ruler, Master over our lives. And we apologize to you for ever touching anything that gave others mastery over us. Now, Father, we just come before you and ask you to wash us clean. Wash our children, wash our grandchildren clean. Wash our families clean. And Lord, we apologize and ask that now you would make the rudder of our ship turn back out in the direction where we seek you and seek you alone. And that the entertainment choices that we make in the future will be with wisdom. And if there's something on television that is dark or dirty or evil or suggestive, we turn it off. We don't just mute it. We turn it off. We will not let our eyes even watch nor let our ears hear. And Father, we thank you that you will speak loudly. Don't do that. Stop now, just like you did to me. And Father, we ask that you would speak loud and clear because sometimes we're dull of hearing. Now, Lord, we submit to you. We glorify your name. We thank you that you deliver us completely and you set us free when we're captive to dark things. So we call upon the name of Jesus Christ, who is God, who is the Son of God, the Sovereign King. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit is there to convict us of our sins. We thank you, Triune Being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for the privilege of being called children of God. Lord, teach us to act like the children of God in our everyday lives. In Jesus' most holy and powerful name against darkness. Amen. Well, I hope you liked this podcast today. I enjoyed giving this one. I had a little fire in my belly over this one. I'm looking forward to our next podcast. I have some interesting and exciting things to share with you. Some more stories, some interesting encounters with the Holy Spirit. And I think you're going to really be inspired. I want to say thank you to the Powell family and to Victoria Stewart, Pamela Sharp, to those that are so kind to send that offering. And believe me, $25 is not a little to me. $100 is not a little to me. It helps me cover the administrative things that it takes to do these, and it also helps me keep everything parked and paid for in the storage areas online. I bless you all today. I want to say hello to our brothers and sisters in Iceland, and I bless you for listening in and encourage you to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And I speak to those in Nova Scotia that listen. What a joy to see you on the map, to see you listening. 
And I pray that God moves in a powerful, fresh, strong, dynamic way in Nova Scotia and that any kind of lethargy or pacifist behaviors would be lifted off as you are given bold courage to speak the truth and that signs and wonders, miracles will follow what you say about Jesus. Well, I close this time together today with a blessing over you and say, seek the Lord while he may be found and run from evil. Goodbye for now and have a wonderful day.